Hey, today we are going to be talking about who says you have to grow every year. Jesse and I are really excited to talk about this. We know we're getting ready to roll into Q2 planning, and so we thought this would be a great time to stop and think about some priorities and just really putting things into perspective. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jessie Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. So Jessie, you're the one that actually found this, right? Well, it's not the first time that I've seen it, but but I saw it again recently and it lit a fire under me because <laughs> it it just when we first started our businesses, I remember having that go 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 attitude. We have to grow, we have to grow, we have to grow. And then several of the mentors and influencers and people that we followed online continually taught about, talked about, and produced bigger and better results year after year after year. They were always pushing for more. They pushed for six figures. Then they pushed for seven. Then they pushed for multi-seven. And at some point, I had to stop and I was like, wait a minute. That's your dream. That's not my dream. Why am I pushing for the dream of my mentors versus my own. And it really forced me to step back. And I was actually talking to a good friend about it at the same time because we we kind of started around the same time. We were on the same path. And we both kind of looked at each other and were like, wait a minute. I think I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I... My husband and I were talking about it not too long ago because, you know, it's tax time. And Ugh. yeah. <laughs> um, and so I was talking about all of the different things that I actually didn't want for my business and the different moves that I had like purposely chosen to make or not to make. And, you know, one of those things was scaling because I like my business small. I like it that it's just me, the clients that I have, like that it's just me and not like a big agency. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's hard when all around you, people are like, oh, scale up, hire people, create an agency. Once you're a developer or once you're set in your market, then it's time to hire people and have, you know, more and more and more and more. But it's like, I just... I just want this. I'm happy with this. Like, you know, nobody I think would say no to multi seven figures if it were handed to them. <laughs> mo but, money, mo problems. Mo money, mo problems. <laughs> but yeah, but you know, at the same time, do I really want to be hustling that hard when the whole point for me, one of the whole points of starting my business was to be able to have that flexibility and that time to be with my kids. Yeah. And that's kind of the realization I came to as well, because I found myself 
in those extra moments where I had a few free free minutes wondering how I could grow my business, how I could get another client, how I could sell more. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought the whole reason that I worked from home was to spend more time with my family and with my kids being so little, they're not going to be little much longer. You know, I was just realizing that this weekend as I was doing, um, my daughter and I went out and got our nails done for for the first time really that I took her and we got manis and petties and I was just like, she's growing up. Wow. And By I don't the time this comes out, my <laughs> oldest will be a teenager. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yep. Oh she's, my. And she's getting her ears pierced. You know, that's I did the same thing around her age. Yeah. And that's when I got my ears pierced for the first time. So kudos to her. Oh yep. my gosh, they grow up so fast. They do. Yeah. And it's hard. Like I always pictured my business just exploding once my kids went to school. Like once all three of them were in school, my business was just going to take off because I was going to have, you know, so many hours in a day, six or seven hours in a day where I could just sit down. I could really focus. I could really work. I could really build my business. Then I would be able to spend the evenings with them. And that is not how it went for a lot of reasons. Um, one of which being that they spent most of the last three years home from school. (laughs) (laughs) Just that, that teeny little little tiny thing. Detail. (laughs) But even, you know, even with them in school, there's still days that they have doctor's appointments, they have after school stuff, like my schedule is not as open and free as I had expected. And so I had to decide, do I really want to push and scale that up? Or do I want to be free to do these things with my kids? Yeah. And I kind of thought about that as well. Like, if I'm financially meeting my Mm -hmm. goals... Because obviously that's the, not the only, but the very big reason big I'm in business. Big point of business. Right. If I'm financially making enough to meet my goals and support my family in the way I want to, then what do I want to do with the rest of my time? And so for, you know, I, I looked at those, my mentors at the time, and I realized how little time they spent with their family how hard they hustled and how how much it was like a medal of honor they wore. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, that's cool that it's your dream and that's your fight, but that doesn't mean that the rest of us want it. And they made it seem so much like the rest of us should want that. Right. That I had to step back and realistically say, that's really cool for you, but I'm actually good. And to be honest, it was really, really hard to pull back from that mentality. It was really hard to just be satisfied with where I was at in my business and move my growth because you do want to grow in Mm -hmm. life, but to shift that growth from my business to personal avenues instead. Yeah, I was going to say that like not pursuing growth in your business doesn't mean that it has to stagnate Mm -hmm. um, or that, you know, personally you have to stagnate. You can shift it to other areas in your business like skills or refining processes or things like that that will make your business more streamlined. That's not what most would consider growth 
as far as like an income growth, you can shift it to hobbies, your family, other things. Like it doesn't necessarily mean just sitting still. It's just not that forced hustle culture. And how many influencers, honestly, have we seen burn out? Mm-hmm. Like there are some that make it. Like there are big names, especially the social media giants we see. But a lot of people, especially if they're coming out of something like what we're talking about, where they're starting really small, will burn out from that constant need to produce more and more and more. Like We're just not built that way. And I think a lot of it depends on who you have by your side. Mm-hmm. I think that the people who have grown to agencies or uh, to at least take a couple people on board to help with their business, a lot of their success or whether they burn out depends on who they have on their team and whether they found, you know, amazing people to help run the business and that they can trust. Because I know that kind of like you said, being okay that, hey, we're a one woman shop, we do everything ourselves. It's really hard to let that go. If you do decide to bring somebody on, it's hard to trust them that they're going to do things the way that you do them. Newsflash, they won't. Yeah, they won't. (laughs) (laughs) They won't. So part of it is letting go, which can be really hard. And you know what? Sometimes, I mean, even if you don't go to a full-blown agency, having a virtual assistant for a few hours a week might be a great solution for you because there are some admin things that you don't necessarily have to be doing that you can pass off to somebody else. And that frees you up even more for, like Angela said, your hobbies, your personal life, your family without the stress, you know? So if you are growing to a point where it's getting a little bigger, that doesn't mean that you do have to keep sacrificing outside of work. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, go for it. One thing that I see um, agencies doing, because I've dealt with several agencies along the way, is they want to try every new thing. They want to push their business, which is great. If you want to expand your business and grow, perfect. But what I see a lot of agencies and bigger clients doing is pushing their business in ways that don't make sense for their business niche. Like trying TikTok, if that's not necessarily a thing that works for your market, or, you know, being on Instagram or taking on clients that don't make sense for, you know, the type of business you have just because all in the name of that growth Mm -hmm. and like trying to reach more and and be more. So I think, you know, a lot of that is that when you're so focused solely on the growth, it becomes difficult to make productive decisions when like growth is the only goal. Yeah. That's a really good point. And I also really liked when you were talking about burnout. Yeah. I was, well, I I was just going to say that I was sitting there. And so I actually took a few days off um, during spring break, you know, to spend time with my family. And I got back this morning and I'm taking a look at everything. I'm just like, I have so many emails, 
so many notifications and, you know, Facebook and Instagram. And I'm just like, how do people produce this much? I have no idea. But it's not just about the producing. Are people really consuming it all? And, you know, I'm going to have a, a frank conversation with Angela right here on air. We've been posting a, a lot on our Instagram. Hmm. But are people really seeing it? Is it really right. worth it for our business right now? I hate for us to burn out on Instagram posts yeah. if it's not necessary. Or we could, you know, just do every other day versus every day right. type thing. Yeah. Because I feel like if we keep setting that precedent that we're going to post every day, we're going to burn out quickly. Yeah, especially if the engagement isn't there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So could we not be utilizing our time and energy towards other business building aspects? Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't post at all because consistency is key. Right. But, it, you know, at such a high volume, mm-hmm. I'm afraid it'll lead to burnout. But I also yeah. know you really enjoy making posts. So <laughs> I do. I have fun with those. I can't do it for my business. If you go to my Instagram post, I think I have like two posts for the whole year. But <laughs> Same. <laughs> but I like making them for ours. If you're enjoying this candid chat, you can get early access, exclusive content, and more by supporting us on Patreon. Simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketing moms. Now back to the show. Well, yeah. and so I, I'm a big fan of like public relations and sociology, things like that. They fascinate me. I love watching the way companies react to different things. And so one of the fun parts, I've been on TikTok since like the beginning of the pandemic. Um, so like April, 2020, almost two years now. And it was just taking off when I got on there. And this is the first time I've gotten to see a social media platform, like almost from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's been fascinating to watch how different creators respond to the growth of their channel. Like there are some that take it in stride. They go slowly. They don't like all of a sudden start posting twice as much com- content They eventually introduce Patreon and merch as the demand gets there for it, and they do really well. And there are some that start trying to produce more. They put up, like, merch and Patreon before anybody's really invested in their channel. They are trying to do all of that and have a full-time job, and they burn out really quickly. And so it's been really interesting to watch the different channels growth and how that focus on just growth of like just growing numbers on your channel can really quickly lead to burnout before you get anything like productive out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, I feel like that boils down to who says you have to grow at a certain rate, Mm -hmm. who says that you have to, you know, just go hard, go hard, go hard, go hard till you burn out. Yep. I mean, the whole point of this episode is for us to step back and say, just listen to yourself. Mm-hmm. 
Find yeah. that happy medium, figure out your own personal goals, which kind of like Angela said earlier, is going to be great when we go into our Q2 planning next week. Just figure out what it is that you want for your business, you want in life, and then mold the pieces of your life into that. Not just say, well, I have a business, so I must grow, I must grow, I must grow, 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 grow. Why? Like, what's the point at the end of the day if you're not happy, if you're burning out, and if you're trying to reach someone else's goal? Yeah. Well, and it's like we've said since the beginning of the podcast where we talk about like realistically balancing our businesses with our families, there are so many different ways that success and balance looks Mm -hmm. depending on who you are and what your situation is. We can't tell you specifically, this is exactly how you balance everything because my balance looks different than Jesse's balance. My success Mm -hmm. looks different than Jesse's success and it looks different than your success. Yeah. So, Comparing yourself to all of these messages that are constantly telling you, you have to grow, you have to hit six figures, hit seven figures, hit multi-seven figures, you have to hire people, you have to have a big business. Comparing yourself to that when that's not something that you want can feel really frustrating and can really lead to you resenting the things Mm -hmm. that you have. I are you a Gilmore Girls fan? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you remember not any of the regular episodes, but when they did the like four season special on Netflix? Yeah. Yes. And Lorelai is talking to her mother about getting money to buy a second hotel. And the money was supposed to be for her fiance. Are they still engaged at that point? Or are they married? Uh, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's been a while since I watched it. <laughs> Her significant others, there was supposed Mm -hmm. to be for him to create more diners and build like a little Mm -hmm. franchise. And she's telling her mom that she wants to use that money to build another hotel instead because he likes his empire small. Mm -hmm. And I think about that a lot when I'm working on my business that she's, you know, he's, he just likes his empire small. I like Mm -hmm. my empire small and it's okay to like it that way. It's okay Mm -hmm. to enjoy having your small business. It's okay to enjoy having your big business as long as it's at a scale that you can handle and isn't making it harder for you to live your life. Yeah. I like that. I like, I mean, we're not telling you either that you can't grow. Sure. If you want, if you want it, go for it. Mm -hmm. But we just reached a point in our own businesses or at least I did, mm-hmm. you know, because I know Angela grew last year. I did. I But that was not a focus for me last it year. It was not. It, but then let me ask you, would you be satisfied if you performed the same again this year? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, like you said, it wasn't a focus to grow. It just naturally happened. And you're okay to stay there. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay to stay here. And that's the other part is just because growth isn't a focus doesn't mean it won't happen. Mm-hmm. And the natural growth is a lot, I don't know, easier to handle mm-hmm. than the forced growth. Yeah. But I always like to say that, and I know I've said this before, success to me 
is waking up each day living the life I want to live or living the life I choose to live. And so when I wake up in the morning to live the life I want to live, it's going to look different than anybody else's. Yep. And that's what you have to do too. You need to not compare yourself to me or Angela or any of the, you know, other mentors you have online. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Just think about what you personally want and how you can shift things in your business and your life to create that for yourself. Yeah. Yep. I think that's a, a really good focus to have. And like I said, you know, my business did grow last year, but it wasn't a focus. My focus mm-hmm. last year was actually making my business into something that I enjoyed doing more than something that was constantly growing. And the growth came about as kind of a secondary aspect to that because I enjoyed the things I was doing. Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I can see how the, how you did that because that's another quote that I feel like I say a lot, which is just because you can do something doesn't mean you <laughs> should. <laughs> and so for you – you know, especially you being a techie, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of things you can do, but it doesn't mean you should be doing them. And then when you started focusing on just the things that lit you up, it was amazing how, yeah, the growth happened there and you got personal referrals and, you know, other people just found you. And that's the other thing people are afraid of, yeah, um, especially as service providers is niching down into one thing but it's actually amazing because then people know you for that one thing. And even if they don't necessarily know your work, they know that that's your specialty. Yeah. So like if I hear anybody say they need someone on, you don't know, Shopify, I'm like, oh, my friend Angela, yep. she's awesome at Shopify. And I just know you as my Shopify go-to person. Whereas if you're you're just like, I do everything, mm-hmm. it's hard to be known as – the person that did that. I mean, I remember I know the person that is great at ConvertKit. I know mm-hmm. the person that is great at Active Campaign. You know, so so it's not just, oh, I'm great at email marketing. You can focus down onto one program and be yeah. known as that go-to person. And I have people in mind. Yeah, I know someone that specialized down just with Entreport. Like mm-hmm. she's and she's certified, which is like really cool. Yeah. And like that's her thing. That's her business. She does now, one program. For people who aren't necessarily um service providers, I mean, you can do the same thing in e-commerce. Let's say mm-hmm. that you are the I don't know, hair bow person. And so if I'm looking for hair bows, I know I'm going to your business because that's what you specialize in. Yep. Now, I'm not saying you should go into the hair bow business. I know someone who tried hair bows and failed, but anyway. Yes. (laughs) But they were making them themselves. I was going to say, like, (laughs) we all know hair bows can be a lucrative business. I myself have dropped quite a bit of money on a particular brand of hair bows for my children occasionally. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But it's not for everyone. Would it have to do 
with uh, a certain singer that loves hair bows. It might, and, uh, yes. <laughs> we actually put together a little Lego set of hers this uh-huh. weekend. So yeah. I, I feel you. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the day that someone asks for a hair bow. <laughs> yes. I remember telling family at Christmas because there was one year one of my girls asked for those hair bows for like everybody. Like they were like, what do you mm-hmm. want for Christmas? She's like, I want a bow. And I remember like warning people when you go to get that bow, that's going to be her present because Mm -hmm. they're expensive. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh boy. Yeah. But any hoosies, but they're not for everyone. (laughs) All I'm saying is if you become known as the the go-to person for one particular thing, that's okay. I think Mm -hmm. of also the MLMs, right? Yeah. Think about all the MLMs. MLMs, they have a very specific list of products yeah. in your catalog, and that's that. So yeah. m- you can make yourself become known for those things. You can start to, you know, demo on social media and, and grow in that way. Don't just stop comparing yourself to others and just do you. And kind of like Angela said last week, your oh gosh, what did you say? Something and your enthusiasm will show. Your when excitement. you're doing something you enjoy, your excitement and enthusiasm will show through. Yes, and a lot of people get into specific um, MLMs or network marketing because they enjoyed using the product. Mm-hmm. So don't if if that's you, don't forget or lose sight of why you liked the product in the first place. Yeah, and when we say like who says you have to grow every year in this particular instance, we're talking about the the numbers. Like mm-hmm. you don't have to be as focused on gaining those numbers year after year, because there are other things that you can focus on where you will begin to enjoy your business more. It will be easier to balance your business with your family and you're less likely to burn out and those numbers will come naturally. And it's not just financial numbers. It's also followers, mm-hmm. um, number of customers, like your email all, list, all, your email list, all the numbers. Who said mm-hmm. you have to keep growing? Yeah. Well, and it's like I said last week when I like I get clients in a very unconventional way for my market because the conventional marketing for my particular niche is big on social media, big email lists, lots of content marketing. And I am not great at content marketing. It does not make me happy. <laughs> I can build tiny Instagram posts <laughs> all day say, long. Unless it's for us on the podcast. For marketing songs. But you know why? I'm I think not... it's because we have less pressure on ourselves. I think so. And and I'm not like I'm not a big huge blog person like I don't do that and taking a step back and realizing that I did not have to continue growing those numbers to enjoy my business and to grow my business made a huge difference Mm -hmm. yeah I love it so I would say your challenge for this week and this is perfect moving into next week is to really sit down and think about what is enough What is enough financially? What is enough for your your numbers for your email list, your social following, your 
hours a day spent working. That's another thing is who says you have to work eight hours a day? Maybe five is the magic number. Maybe 12 is the magic number. I don't know. But, who you know, find your magic numbers and think about where you want to be in the this just this next coming quarter. Yeah. And just think about that. Just think about the near future. Not everything has to be huge in your five-year plan. Forget it. And let's just focus on the now and come next week prepared to plan with us for Q2 and kind of start putting in motion steps to maintain the boundaries of those numbers you chose. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon.